Hi, I'm Randy Girosa from Motor Mania Media, and today I have... Jim Dawson. Hi, Jim. Today we're going to get a story, and it's a story of the two cars that are behind me. But what I'd first like to know, Jim, is let's start at the very, very beginning. What got you interested in cars? Uh, it was my dad. He was a, a car nut. He had all kind of cars. I remember being little, you know, from Mustangs to Monte Carlos to uh, a GTO, all kind of stuff. And uh, just being with him, you know, in those days, the 70s, okay. you know, he was out there running and, and, and racing and whatever, you know, and it just, I'd be his little sidekick right there. <laughs> so it was, always, it was always a good time, you know, no seatbelts, no nothing. Sure. Just hands on the dash. And I remember him, you know, as I recollect, this is, he always, you ready? We're going to go. We're going to go. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go. So, yeah, and it kind of, one of those things, he was... He was into it my whole youth, so wow, that was kind of how it started, I guess. So how old were you at, when that first came, where you first got the bite from the bullet with your dad as your mentor? Oh, jeez. He was like, always working on something, so it was there. Were was you like, the hand-me guy? Yeah, I was, I was the guy, you know, flashlight, get the, get the screwdriver, get a, get a get me the half inch, and, you know, getting the wrong stuff all the time. Sure. It was, uh, yeah, I was there with him in, in the garage. He was always there. So he and his, his buddy Walt, I mean, basically, lived in a garage. Wow. Did he take them to shows or did he race them or he just, just his own passion, huh? He just, he had cars, he, he'd fix one, he'd, he'd run it. He, he was, I guess for lack of a better term, he'd race cars, he'd, he'd race them all over the place. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah, he, he, the one I remember though, the, the one that, that that still sticks in my, my mind as his car was, he had a, a, a big block 69 Mustang. Okay. And with the moon hubcaps, whatever, red and white, with the thrush sticker, you know, the thrush sticker on the back of the window, and the thing was just lights up, and it just, just hang on. And <laughs> that's the car I remember. Okay. My dad having. Wow. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, there was that time in your life where you were young. You were the hand me guy to your dad. You saw all these great cars coming in out of his garage. Yep. Who couldn't be interested in something like yeah, that? It was. So after that happened, what's the next step? <laughs> so eventually, a dad and a son kind of you'd start doing yeah. your thing. And what happened during that transition? That transition was probably the transition where I got my license. You know, okay. I just, again, first car. You went from the passenger to the driver. First car ever. <laughs> One of those high performance uh, 75, you know, those low compression kind of motors. High performance 360. Uh, big Cordoba thing was basically, okay. you know. Okay. It was, but it, it was such a slug. And, <laughs> you know, to make it go fast, you know, neutral drop, stand on it, whatever. And I got the car, I got my license in June. We went and got the car. Dad was great. He was, he was always good to me. He, you know, interactive, kind of hands-on. We did everything. He's my best friend still. Sure. So, got the got the charger, and you know, basically you make it fast. You know, we power stands, whatever, and the car was gone. You know, by the end of the summer, it was it was done. Wow. We had to get rid of that car. So, yeah, it was carless for a while, and that was the whole summer of that one. That was 16. So he, my dad, had a 73 uh, Le Mans. Uh, with a big 455 in it. Those are nice cars to, to, to and tweak he, out. That was his car. So at that point, um, that's the next thing he was working on. So he ended up giving me the car. Wow. And, and again, I went to the high school. At Pul I was at Pulaski High School. So now I'm in there and I'm strip it down. It was clean enough that we were able to do the body work on it and paint the car there. And there was a lot of a lot of bugs, a lot of whatever that, you know, first time trying to work on a car. Sure. But so I had great instructors, great teachers. and. A shop that was just available to us. I mean, 
Full shop, full body shop. So Pulaski had an automobile shop yes. at, the, at their high school. That's like all. no other. And again, people don't understand or, or you know, people forget the history of what it was. I mean, the kids in the shop classes and the kids in the automotive track, that was, it was basically a four-year program. You could either choose to uh, specialize in auto body, diesel, or uh, it was power, they call it power, power train or something. That's what I actually, spe or my specialty, or my, uh, what do you say, degree would have been in. Oh, sure. So again, you start taking, everybody takes generic courses freshman year, sophomore year, then you specialize. You're, now you're in the shop, you're junior and senior, you're doing auto body, diesel, or working on motors wow. and, and other stuff. So it was just, it was such a program that, you know, you come off basically ASC certified. You know, wow. I worked, all, we had an intern, I worked at Sears, Sears okay. Automotive. That was one of the, the, the uh, cooperatives we had at the time. It was Sears at Southridge. So I worked there, you know, my, my junior and senior year. And other guys went to some body shops, other guys went to other things, but for ours, we had a co-op with that Sears. And it, we wrenched out there. And again, you can't really explain to people how, how uh, incredible that program was and what an opportunity it was for us kids. I mean, it was, it lacked nothing. Wow. And yeah, to this day, you know, everything I know is based on what my dad taught me, but like some of the formal stuff. Sure. You know, I don't know where you'd go to even get that education, you know, like a, a, maybe an MATC or a, a tech school. They got like the, the one out in South Dakota, what is that? Or, uh, uh, I, don't, I, I know what you're talking about. I but, can't think yeah, of the name right now. Yeah, we had that in high school. And again, it was no watered down deal. It was the real deal. I mean, you had certified mechanics teach classes. It was awesome. So what do you think that did to you as an individual? What would you have done in school if they didn't have that program like kids don't have it today? It's probably one of the things that kept me motivated because I went to Pulaski High School because of that specialty. That's it. Milwaukee in those days, again, was kind of broken up into specialties like Hamilton was business, food, recreation, another one. And tech was the trades. And people still remember tech, Milwaukee Boys Tech. It was the trade school, plumbing sure. and electrical. Pulaski was the automotive specialty. You, you had a full automotive experience. So that's where I wanted to go because my interest was there. Gotcha. So sure. that's what led me there. And that was all because of your upbringing with your dad and your new passions that you developed through yeah. time. Yeah, and again, it, it suited me perfect. Wow, yeah. wow. So, okay, so now we uh, are in school. You're doing your, working on cars. You, you're working at Sears uh, Automotive. Yep. So you're also getting paid while you're doing yep. what you're doing. So it's really a, a great growth pattern for a, a, a young person at that time of their life. It keeps them out of trouble. It keeps them interested. Yep. And what's really cool is what we're going to go into with this story, how this all you develops as <laughs> Comes part full of circle, your life. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's a great story. So let's get into the rest of the story. So now we enter your cars, right, that you have? Yes. Let's start on the timeline. Which one was first? What happened with that story? And then we can get into the, your, other, okay. your, other, your other Chevelle. Um, the blue one, it's a 69 Chevelle. Okay. And uh, the green one is... Uh, 71 Chevelle, that's my wife's car. We built that for her. Okay. So uh, the blue one, um, we got that first, or I bought that first. Yeah, how did you get it? What was your stage <laughs> of your life? What were you driving before that? I mean, kind of the blend from where we were. Um, as last last where we left off, you uh, had your car, you, you ran it till it was done, and then you found another car. You were running that car. How many years passed before you got this car? It was quite a, it was quite a, a deal, because um, I will say when, when I smacked up my dad's GTO and I smacked up okay. Highway 100 kind of thing, kid, rider truck, <laughs> tore my, tore Highway 100 and yeah. kids back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I, 
that that yellow rider truck i never it's always right there <laughs> yeah. dumb but um that would have been my junior in high school okay and i was without a car my dad was again he was, he was just good to me better than he needed to be that was my second car so i went in the sophomore year and i smacked that one up the next year so i pretty much went without a car the majority of my my senior year because again broke one yep. and then smashed one like tore one up it's not not a good track record yeah so my dad then uh, during my senior year before the winter or in my senior year going into winter um he, he bought me a volkswagen rabbit he goes and his, his, <laughs> his joke was yeah i'm gonna get you something that doesn't go as well but I, I love it i love it i see where he's coming <laughs> but little did he know that four speed if you wound it up it could uh, fast off the start. It lightning. could do something. Yeah, you'd make it fast. <laughs> so I had that Volkswagen Rabbit for my senior in high school, and then um, again two years of college. And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I never changed oil in that car one time. Had 165,000 miles on that Volkswagen motor. So wow. So was it was it either burning or it was spilling burning, oil? Yeah, just, added, just, added, <laughs> just added it. Kind of like my Yukon. <laughs> so never changed. Just add a little bit, and that thing it was a, one of the most dependable vehicles ever. Wow. It, it never. Never failed me. And you got great mileage? <laughs> Never. Yeah, $3 I was filling the thing. You know, like a quarter of a tank back then. Wow. And it could go forever. So I had that car um, through the majority of my college years. And then again, my dad, again, uh, bought me a Buick Skylark, or 84. Again, didn't have to, didn't need to. But he always said, you, you take care of your business, I will do, I will help you along. And he's too good to me. So he bought guy. me an 84 Skylark, which okay. was... It was like a luxury car bag. It was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you went from yeah, that to I'm this. styling now. <laughs> so I had that car then. I had that through uh, college, and then when I graduated, so that was my next car. But I always wanted a car again. I was just, you know, I was itching for the next car. But sure. I was at home, and I was at school. Yep. And it wasn't until I got my own house, my own place, I was already teaching by that, that time. Again, making no money, zero dollars teaching. I, I knew I wanted a car. I got to get a car. I was 25. 20. I'm starting to look now, and I got no money. And it ended up that I, I, the car I was going to get, I knew was always going to be a 69 Chevelle. Okay. That was it. Because so that my was your uncle, goal. My uncle had one. Okay. And, and you must have loved it. I loved it. And again, he had a you know, four-speed in it and, and big block. He'd stand that thing. I just, my dad had cars, but this 69 Chevelle that was painted plum crazy. It was all colors. It was, it was a Mopar color. Okay. He wanted a Mopar, Mopar color on the Chevelle, but yeah. that's, that's what got me hooked. So I knew I had to get a 69 Chevelle. Okay. And, you know, looking and can't find anything. I yeah, always had those magazines back in the day, you know, whatever those auto traders were. I don't know if yep. you remember yep. those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd, get, I'd just buy them. You know, $2, yep. just look through them. You know, cars and tags in California. You can never, I'm not going to go get one of these things. You can't. So, that, and I couldn't afford it either. But for some reason, one day I was driving up Highway 57. Hell, it might even been to go fishing in Thiensville. I don't know. Car was off in a field and, and kind of back along a fence. And I, I spotted it, right? 69 Chevelle. Was it for sale? I don't even know if it was for sale. It was just sitting there. Okay. I, I don't even think it was, I don't know. Was it on, on the driveway? Was it in a field? Was it on his lawn? It, it was It was off to the left along a fence. Okay. It was back. It was kind of back a ways. And it was just sitting there. And you just happened to see it while you were driving? Yeah, I saw it. And, I, and the guy wow. was out. And I, you know, you sell the car. It was a run, whatever. I, you know, kind of bothered that guy. And uh, he, we, we settled for $650. Wow. So he was willing to sell it. Probably didn't even know he was going to sell it. Just sitting there. Yeah. Talk it was about, a mess. Wow. So what was a dream? You found the car. I found the car. And I what didn't... kind of condition was it in? It was rough. I don't even think it was. 
it was kind of sort of running, didn't have any electrical, didn't, you know, it was not safe to drive, barely no brakes. But yeah, it was it was the shell of a car. I had my 69 Chevelle, so that was it. Wow, so how did, what did you do from there? Brought it home and just, it's kind of funny because I just started taking it apart. I'm gonna start, just taking everything apart, sure. taking it all apart. And at 26, I just started disassembling the car. Didn't have really a plan, a format, did you have the room space to take all this stuff apart and put it certain ways? I had a garage. Okay. That's all I need. I had a garage. Okay. And uh, yeah, the car was in a garage and started ripping it down. That's how it started. So you're ripping it down. You don't have a lot of money. No. And then what was the game plan from there? Well, the because game, improvements cost money. They do. Right? It, it took me seven years to get the car on the road. Okay. It took seven years. And that's uh, dedication. Yeah. It, it had its ups and downs. Um, a, one, an opportunity came back because I again came full circle went from this fabulous program at Pulaski to going back and teaching there and so you became a teacher I became a teacher and that's a whole nother story in itself because I wasn't going to be a teacher I went there to be in the auto industry and I was, that's what I was what I was going to do okay plain and simple and, and again a great guy it's another story in itself is uh, Bob Biggie he was an English teacher there my senior year um, he asked me where I was going to college I go College? What are you talking about? It's not. He goes, you're too smart. You're going to college. You go, no, I'm not doing that. I, I'm, I got a plan. I'm gonna do heating and air. This, this is my game plan. I'm good. No, you're not. I go, what do you? No. Yeah, he basically grabbed me by the by the scruff of the neck, took me downstairs, and there was a, a group of people from Marquette talking and whatever, and you know, he get down there, and that was midway through my senior year. And I was talking with those people, and you know, they looked at what grades, my grades were decent enough. I ended up getting in a program at Marquette, of all schools, you know, from yeah, Pulaski yeah, yeah. High School to Marquette, it was, it was a big bounce. Huge. It was a shell shock. Huge. So, great opportunity. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. So, this, again, this one person changed my life. Wow. Well, and and it, was, it was kind of cool because, again, full circle. I, I, I went to Marquette, I thought I wanted to be in engineering. I started writing programs for JCPenney's out here. Okay. Um, I had an intern doing that, but we were in these cubicles, and it's not you. It wasn't me. After two summers of doing that, I made great money. I made more money doing that as an intern than I did teaching my first year. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> but you know, I went back and talked to the counselors there, and they said, uh, you know, I just didn't smile. I wasn't happy with it. And one time, I said, well, what do you want to do? I said, no, I don't know. I just thought of maybe teaching. You know, you know. She goes, that's the first time I've seen you smile ever. So Big from, indicator. So that was the first time, you know, I said, okay. And then it kind of just dovetailed because, again, the guy who inspired me was an English teacher. I loved his class so much. I loved to be English. And I, I became an English teacher. Wow. And then I taught a year in NPS. And then in those days, you moved according to seniority. A spot opened up at my building. They just placed me there. So I got to work with my mentor. As an English teacher, I'm a student. I'm mentoring me as a teacher now, not as a student. Yeah, wow. And then he retired, and I got to speak and tell him that he made a difference in my life. So it was so cool. That is a so moment, I, right? Yeah, no, that, you, that's how it happened. Priceless, priceless yeah. moments in your life. That's a, that's a wonderful story. Yeah, that was, but again, I guess that kind of ties into how these cars got some of the, the man hours done on these cars. Uh, because I was a low man on the totem pole in the English department. Everything was seniority driven. Okay. So since I'm the low man on the, on the pole, you know, we're in our, our department meetings, and you've been working on this car for seven years now. No, no, no. no? It, was at, it was at the beginning. Oh, okay. it was right okay. at the beginning okay. of it. Okay. I, was, I had the car, and um, I got a bucket of bolts and 
you know, it's tore down and I'm back at my school, so I know I can get some work done. Sure. Even if whatever, I can get work done because I have the facility now. I can stay after right, school. Right. I, like, oh my God, I got the shop now. I got everything. So it, it, it clicked. Just it. looking at the way your eyes lit yeah, up, I was like, you oh. were back there for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you can't, you can't even put a, a, a price tag on the, the, the amount of equipment. We had everything. Wow. So it, it so happened they wrote a, they wrote a, uh, a grant for a Swiss, it's called the Swiss program at the time. And it was a way to try to integrate the, the trades and align them with core curriculum, courses, math, and, and English. And when we're talking about who's going to draw the short straw in our department meeting, all, all the English, you know, there's no way in hell I'm working with these kids. I'm not working with those auto, you know? Yeah, yeah. There he is right there, you know, the new <laughs> kid in the corner. So I was like, I was, yeah. Oh my God, talk. I would have volunteered, you know, that, that was my wheelhouse. Yeah. So that's how that worked and started working with the shop teachers and we developed the curriculum according to the standards. And uh, it was just, a, it was a, is like fate, basically. Yeah, no, it, your life has been a lot about the right people came into the right time good of your people. life that were good people, but you're also a very, very well golden hearted kind of guy. So people are attracted to people like yourself. And when you get those mentors that come along, you grab it and you listen. And that's just such a wonderful, wonderful part of your life that you, you trusted people that you felt love from and you loved them and you trusted them. Yeah. And then from there, you took action you went into that adventure and you came out a winner. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh. off, but so far, wow. Yeah. Absolutely wow. So you got the Swiss program going with the kids. Yes. And, and, and what did you do with that program? Um, it, it was yeah, it's a wild ride. We uh, we were given, it was a grant, so there's various grants that come and go to, to public schooling. We were, we were charged with the task of developing a curriculum that would still align with the state standards. Okay. That was geared towards they call them at-risk kids. And I didn't, I didn't, I, at, I was, I was at risk. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we're gonna, we're just gonna get something going for these guys. So there was four of us: a math teacher, an English teacher, and then two. Uh, and I don't like to call them shop teachers. These were automotive experts. Yeah, no, it's not a shop you're teacher. Right. So Back these guys, in the day, that was not a good thing to say about a professional. These guys weren't, you know, they water that that term down. These yeah. guys were mechanics. They all had their own cars. They were, they were just just phenomenal at what they did. Sure. So I felt fortunate to be able to partner with these guys. So what we did was we concentrated on their subject matter first, you know, whether it was the auto body teachers, sure. whether it was the power and transmission, powertrain teachers. What are you working on? What are you guys doing? You know, what are, what are, what are you, what's, what's your project now? And how can I incorporate what you're doing into the English classroom? So it was, it was kind of, you know, from a backwards design. You know, kind of thing. Sure. So, it wasn't your typical classroom English material. It was all based on what those guys are doing in the automotive shops. Okay. And that would dictate how I'd write my curriculum. But I'd still have to align it to the state standards of, you know, of what uh, good writing was. Okay. But the main thing always for me was the critical thinking. Like, get these kids to think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and integrate a passion that they have into things that normally they would scuffle yep. at, like a normal English class. Yeah. Like, uh, Shakespeare, things like that. Instead, they're Boring. saying, okay, well, what we're going to do is read this tech stuff and integrate it into. So, when did your car come introduced into the picture? Um, it was probably, I bought the car before the Swiss program, probably okay. the year before. Okay. So, when I'm talking to the shop teacher, I'm like, look, you guys, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, got, this, I got this Chevelle. I'm, I'm building a car. I'm trying to build this thing. So, 
I kind of finagle it in there. Well, well, can, well, I got a motor. Let's let's. I need to do this motor. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, can we can we get them? Can this be the donor motor? Sure. So the first motor in the car was garbage. It was a 283, whatever. And got rid of that. Got a 350. So again, it was now. When I was a kid, we had to go scuffle and, and try to find our own block, and, and we go to a junkyard and bring a motor back. Wow. And we have to rebuild it. it. We literally knocked it down, honed it, poured it, you know, did the valve work, everything, lapped it, all, everything. It, it was a full rebuild. So only a sh few short years later, you know, about seven, eight years later, the demographics change, I guess, in the building, the needs change in the city. Our kids weren't going out to find their own motors anymore. It's just, it, it's just something changed, changed. The transition. So, I have a motor. Let's, we're going to let them work on this one. And I, and I'd be down there during my prep times and whatever. And, you know, we we did it. We honed it, bored, or bored it, honed it, uh, put in the piston. We we built the motor there. Wow. Um, Is that the engine that's in the car? No, not even close. Okay. I, I, four more, four, four motors, motors later. later yeah. <laughs> Trying to be a little easier now, but um, yeah, that, that's how that uh, started right there. Okay. So I, I then with uh, some of the auto body teachers. Sure. The only thing that's still original are the doors. You know, I said okay. everything else had to be replaced, redone, and a lot of the, those parts weren't OEM or not OEM, but uh, you go to these these places now and you can buy these panels and these whatever. Their internet wasn't out there then. Right. So it was, was at, a whole different way yes. of hunting. So yeah. I was out there at Jefferson, Iola, trying to get somewhat street vendors, and you know, some. Well, can we, can we get these to work? And that sure. was kind of the deal, because, again, didn't have a lot of money, but you know, got a fender at Iola for 50 bucks. It's not the best, not the worst, but it's not where it's going to be a bundle. Do you right, know? It's, right. it's straight enough. There's enough integrity. And to these it. kids now can work this thing, and I can work on it, and we can put the man hours in. So the man hours aren't just lost. Yes. You know, so actually. The kids are getting some benefit out of doing it. Then we're going to write about it and talk about it, discuss it, and it turns out to be a perfect vendor. So everybody, it's a win-win. It is. That's definitely a win-win. So that's scenario. kind of how I got a lot of the man hours donated to the car. Gotcha. And then down the road, what happens from there? Um, from there, we end up we get the motor in. We okay. do get the motor runs. Okay. It's, it's a little, little smoky, but. Uh, so what was it like? I, I'm sure when you uh, were done and you started the motor and you got the car where you wanted to take it, what was it like when you looked at their faces, the young man, before he walked into your class and then after? What do you think their persona was, their their growth as an individual? It was kind of cool because the kids kind of took ownership in it too. You know, they it wasn't my car, it was their car. Yeah. And even to this day, you know, it's 20-some years later, I run into these kids because I still you know, travel to Southside. Mr. Doss, you still got the Chevelle? I'm like, yeah, I still have it. Oh, how cool. So, the, I mean, at least once a year, I'll run to one of my old kids, and sure. they ask me about that car. Man, and you still have it. You still got it? Yeah, I still have it. Wow. So that's kind of neat. Did they ever ask you to show them pictures or anything of what you've done or ask you what you've done with the car since then? Or? Um, I can see why you've kept it all these years. Um, Not necessarily, but it, it was another one of these cool things is that one of the kids that I've remembered the most, and I had one of, his name is Mark. And I, just a good kid. And we used to, again, I'm, I'm in my 20s, so I'm still talking garbage to these kids. Hey, what's your favorite kind of car, whatever? And he didn't stink any, any, to his, you know, to his credit, he talked about this Ford Galaxy that he's going to have. He's 16. Wow. And he built his Ford Galaxy. And, and that was one of those special moments, again, because I liked the kid. 
I kept up with him kind of off and on. Sure. And he went after and he built this Ford Galaxy because Ford's the best car on earth. Okay. So he'd work on my car and always make fun of it. And, you know, yeah. Chevy, yeah. whatever. We all know those jokes, yeah. right? So it just stars the line, do you, or whatever. We were at the Milwaukee Mile. They did them street drags, whatever. Sure. And I was putting in some good work with this car. We were, we were running it pretty good. Um, but I just put the turbo in it and I couldn't figure it out all the way. I just, it was it was close, and again, I just knew. Still, I know just enough to be dangerous. Sure. Read a couple of books. I wanted to see if I could do it, and it, it runs. But I, I we're at the Milwaukee Mountain, and I, I meet the kid there, and he has a stinking Galaxy there. And they, we're in the same. <laughs> again, <laughs> fate, right? <laughs> we're in the same class. So we're down to the last four, like the quarterfinals of whatever it be, and we're there. And and again, this white Galaxy, and, and take off, and he, he gets me by a fender. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you just, you can't, he, I, he won, he got it. So I, there's nothing I could say. I want to give him every excuse in the book. You know, it's a new new motor, new this, new that. But for, for the rest of my life, I got to know he beat me. But I guess it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Student beats a teacher. Right. And I, I, yeah. I didn't want, I didn't makes even... you a great person. Some guys would never have brought up this story. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's just wonderful. So, yeah, and I didn't even want to tell you. I didn't have my card. I didn't know. Yeah. It's yours. This is your. You came and beat me. I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. Wow. And you got me. That is a great story. Yeah. So, now let's go to your wife's car. Tell me some stories about that. When did you get it? What did you do to it? Who did you trust with it? What were the results of it? Because <laughs> I think there's a good story in that car too. There, there, uh, there really is. And that's a little bit different. Uh, but it's a little sentimental. A little, little yeah. bit of everything. After this car was done, um, I was kind of done breaking it. Like I said, I've been through four motors. I'm kind of uh, just uh, getting to the point I don't want to wrench as much. I don't want to sure. be down in the summer. And, um, so I, I'm, I'm looking to build uh, a, a, uh, a more reasonable car that's okay. not as, you know, not as obnoxious. Okay. And where did you find the car? Um, we found it in Brookfield. Okay. Brookfield. Um, young lady, she started a family and whatever but the car was in such good shape it was a good car a really good car to start with like solid. I said solid car tranny engine body yep, that okay. was solid okay so and we got a great deal on it at the time so we uh my wife we went through a couple different we didn't really start off to buy another Chevelle it was just gonna be whatever we were gonna get did you just kind of run into it or we were ran you into looking it. for a car okay well no no we were looking for a car but it wasn't necessarily gonna be a Chevelle oh got it okay we just wanted the right car we looked at some of the, you know, the back and forth, how much work do you want to do, and this and that. Um, but we got a great core, and like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm decent enough to do the gross work, sure. the mechanical work, the, the not the finish work. Yeah. So it's I can. It's out get, of your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's out of my wheelhouse. You know, you like quality, and if you don't got the tools for I, it, you'll pay for it. I totally understand. Not that. a, not a chance with it. I, I can't do it. So. Um, I'm just trying to knock off those man-hour dollars, if you, you know. Sure. So, um, we get the car, we, we get it, we get it uh, to where I want it. So it's going to go to a body shop, and I'll go to paint. And my my wife, um, her father, and my father-in-law, um, they ran an auto body shop in Milwaukee for 40 some years since the 60s. Wow. So it was her grandfather's shop, then her dad and her uncle. So you consider them experts. They're, they're, <laughs> Phenomenal work. He's a perfectionist. And okay. He's done, you know, the, the, the big, the big dollar Mopar restorations. Sure. 
like the you know to the detail to the paint to the wire has to be crimped this way type of stuff got it he is anal about everything and, and again he yeah he's meticulous so by the time we're ready to get the car to paint it would have went to his shop and he would have done it you know but he had retired already two years and you know we're trying to let him in, enjoy his enjoy retirement. his retirement sure so we sense. didn't even we didn't even bother i didn't want to i didn't want to be a pain to him at all so you didn't put him on your radar no you we figured just he's enjoying life life yep. is good okay. grandpa's done this for you know for, for his whole life he's yeah. done he's packed it up he doesn't need to be doing this anymore so we didn't even include him in this process of trying to get the, the, the paint done sure so you know in the, in the everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody yep so i get a get a recommendation to go to a shop and um went there and it 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 turned out to be a nightmare, just to, to say the least of it. It was, it was just, it was a bad experience. Okay. So it got to the point where we we had cut the the process off midway, and we decided to part our ways because he wasn't going to finish the car right, and I wasn't going to give him any more money, and we just mutually split. So what expectations did he not meet? I mean, was it because you knew her father was like a perfectionist, so you've probably seen perfection. Yeah. And then you saw what kind of work, whatever, whoever did the work. And there was just, you guys were like football fields Oh, apart. yeah, absolutely. And again, okay. at that point, you know, we're not made of money. But I, with building the blue car, I knew I only wanted to do it one time. Yeah. And I wanted to do it right. So right. if it's going to be Manor, I'll pay you for it. Let's just get it done right. Sure. It was the point where even, you know, we're working with, with brand new panels, brand new front end that, that didn't line up. And that the gaps were crazy. You know, the, the hood wasn't closed right. I mean, dude, I... Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you're gonna send me away? I said it wasn't even the money. It was that I want this done right. And you're gonna tell me to bring it back in a couple of weeks? Wow. This does not happen. So, you took um, the car? what's that? So you brought the car? Yeah, or? it was a little bit friction. There's some friction there, but I, I did get the car back. Okay. But I was so frustrated with it, um, we just parked it. I just didn't even look at the thing. I and, and again, my wife is kind of like my father. She has that eye, that that OCD type of sure. gridlock on on. Anything that's wrong. Yeah. So we couldn't even, we didn't drive it, we didn't do anything, just put it away, parked it. And it Let was the there. the steam come down. Yeah, we just, we just, had, to just, okay. we just had to get away from it. Um, so basically the car was, it was out of commission for about a year. Okay. Um, yeah, it was really like a whole year. That's a long time. Um, and this was the same time my father-in-law was retired and it came the next season in May. And so it had been, we had the fall, I forget the years, they're kind of blending now. But so, the, the, sure. the next year in May, you know, Grandpa calls, where's the car at? Go, so well, he wanted to see it. Yeah, he goes, where's the car at? So, <laughs> like, so he heard the story. He knew this. He knew the whole deal. Okay. So he, and he, he tried not to, to grind it in and rub it in, but he yeah. knew we, we went, we, we were in a, in a bad situation. So he didn't, he, didn't bur he didn't bury it and grind it in too hard to me. Okay. But in the next May, he, he says, you know, he's calling, he says, hey, you know, where's the car at? I go, well, it's, stored away i can't even look at it. we're just mad he goes well, why don't you just drop it bring it over here he goes, and his exact words are yeah i'm kind of tired of building cabinets just, just bring it on over so we brought it over and he, he kept it you know and, he, and again he never even let us see the car okay so we didn't we didn't even get to look at the car he didn't let me help do anything he just had it the went car into his world because he yeah. had something in store for you guys so we never saw that car from may he called us on christmas he said, come on over and it was in Christmas, he parked the car, it was in his garage, and I'm like, are you kidding me? From, it was just, 
And here you go, Merry Christmas. So wow. I don't know exactly when he was, you know, but it was a lot of man hours. We're so grateful. Such yeah. a good guy. Um, so he basically had to undo everything that the other guy did to get it back into shape so he yes. could start it all over again. Yep. And because he's a perfectionist, got it down to the final detail. And we never saw it from the day we dropped it off until the day we picked it up. And we're over there. You know, but every time yeah. we're there, cars buried, you can't go, but no, no, no. So again, we never saw what a any, wonderful man. any of the transition. Yeah. Just got it back. He had that vision. He had his deadline. He wanted to really surprise And he never you. told us. We didn't, we didn't even talk about it. Wow. We didn't, we never discussed it, you know. Wow. That, so, yeah. that is a great story. Uh, it was neat. So for fun for your cars, which one is your driver? Uh, that you kind of generally bring around. Does your wife drive her car ever? Yeah, she is. At, I don't. I don't drive the green one hardly ever. Okay. It, and when we are, when we do take it somewhere. I'm in the passenger seat because it's her car. Got it. So, uh, yeah, that's her car, and uh, we take it. We if it's if it's a long haul, a long drive, it has some good highway miles in it, or gears in it. So it's it's not. It's got a 400 small block. It's it's a little peppy. But it's not obnoxious, and it's got highway gears in it still. So wow. we can actually take it 70 miles an hour down the road and these country roads and still be not, you know, at, at four grand, sure. you know. Do you do many car shows with either of your cars? We try to get on as often as we can. Okay. Um, it's just because we enjoy it. We enjoy sure. meeting the people, seeing the people talking and hanging out. So um, it's not every week or whatever, but we do get around. Just, okay. Yeah, we enjoy it. So, so if, if I just look at the story like from the beginning, right? So you have a dad who is into cars. You have a son that had common interest with his dad. As you were following him, you became almost like his shadow. You were the guy who handed yeah. it to me and as his passion, you felt his passion, you loved his passion. And what's really cool about it is all the people that came into your life to keep steering you in the right direction, you know, right? Right? That's crazy. Right? All the gifts that were, that, that because you were open and trusted good people, you got great results. Yeah. And then you have no money, right? You become a teacher because of a mentor. Yes. Yep. And once you're inside that world, you find a way where there's the Swiss program where you can take your passion take kids that they said were challenged, which we all are, depends what gear we're in life, yep, right? Yep, and how we yep. were raised. And you found a way to find their way through a public system in a quality way. Yeah, it's kind of, I, I believe in fate, I do. I, I just like, you can't, you can't avoid what's supposed to happen. Right. So as I said, we talked to my wife too, I said, her family, it's, it's kind of just, it's one of those things. Her aunts and uncles, they're just the greatest people. I love them all. And the things that I do, the things that I've, I've learned to do over my life, uh, my motorcycle, my snowmobile, my cars. So when I, when I married into her family, her family's cars, motorcycles, and snowmobiles. <laughs> and it's just, I go, you couldn't write that. They're all, you can't. They're you all can't. car guys. They all got their, their Harleys. And, and again, I remember my wife when I first when I first met them, the, the first big outing, and I, and I have my bike, and I'm going to go to her, her uncle's house, and we're going to ride there and go for a ride. And we were just dating at the time. So she goes, well, what kind of motorcycle do you have? <laughs> so I go, well, it's my bike, it's a Dyna. So she, she goes, well, and then we go there. And she goes, yeah, because I don't know if it would have worked out. Sure, sure, So sure, yeah, sure. and to find out these guys, and I, again, we do so much with these guys. So um, again, how is it that I end up there with this group of people right. that just, we match up so perfect? 
Well, great mean, personalities, great, great hearts. Great people. I mean, you follow, you, it sounds like to me, you follow your heart. Wherever your passions are, the people that come across in your life, the people who you trust, you follow their lead. A lot of people get these special times and they don't go for it because they either have fear or something in their life makes them not make those, take those actions. And the actions that you've taken is just being so blessed with all the yeah. people that have surrounded themselves. I just feel fortunate I do. I'm always grateful. Yes. Just kind of just grateful I would with... say that would be your middle name. You're a very grateful person with a lot of things. Yeah. Almost everything that you've told me about this story. I mean, there hasn't been anything that has had shown me any other indication than what gratefulness really and humbleness really lead you down wonderful paths. It's been a good journey so far. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so happy that I got a chance to meet you. Is there anything else that you have about any other stories about the cars that you would like to share? <laughs> any other any other fun things yeah. or, or frustrating things? Or? I'll, I'll leave it at one last thing that, that, that was, that's funny. Okay. Is that again, our whole thing is we drive our cars. You know, just we want to enjoy them. It's not for, you know, not, I don't go to shows to, to you don't trailer them. They yeah. just, they, we drive them. I mean, I've grown up driving cars. I would, I'd be miserable if I had a car that I just had to look at and couldn't drive it. Yeah. So the, the first show we went to after we got my wife's car Christmas. So we're, you know, we're six months later before we go to a show. Okay. So we get the car, we're going to a show. We go to a show with, with my wife and myself and, uh, we go there and, and we're there and they're, they're doing all the awards and stuff. And she wins the, 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 the choice award, the people's choice award. And I'm like, and she goes, yeah. You know, she's teasing me that <laughs> she has a joy. I go, <laughs> so you spent all these years and all this stuff. And she goes to this char show with her car and, and she the gets the people's choice award. Yeah. Like, oh, there you go. So she, she likes to grind in a little bit. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been our thank pleasure you. to have you on.